Hey Side Hustler, come with me behind the scenes today as I share a year-long silence from podcasting and helping entrepreneurs in the between hours. While I prioritized finding a house for my family, so much to tell you. I'll fill you in in a second. For now, let's put down your to-do list, your pile of laundry and your limits, and let's chat about feeling fresh and focused. I'm Catherine, and this is Your Refreshed Mind. It's early morning here. I'm surrounded in silence, sitting on a cosy soft carpet, sipping on a sweet coffee. As always, welcome to my intentional space. If you feel like it too, fix yourself a cuppa, and let's have a conversation. So, here's my story. Almost two years ago now, I upped sticks from small town New Zealand and moved to the city for a new job and a change of lifestyle. I had busted myself out of the just-in-time life, and I needed a change. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and experience something new. So we joined the rat race to look for an apartment, lining up at open homes with others, with our application form and customised CV at the ready. After a month, our luck struck with a tiny inner-city apartment in a great location. Work, school and daycare were all a short walk away, and walk we did. There was only parking for one car, which my husband used for his job in the suburbs, and the kids and I started walking everywhere for transport. Oh, and the other thing we did was buy proper raincoats. Our insulated life of travelling by car up until this point and going from door to door meant that we didn't really need one. But now that we were going to be walking everywhere, we each got a long rain jacket. Those rain jackets got use almost daily as they fended off chilly breezes, gale force winds and of course rain. It felt exhilarating to be out in the fresh air all the time and so cosy wrapped up in these jackets. Fast forward a few months and we realised that apartment living wasn't for our little family of four. I guess there was a major sign at the start. The narrow and angular entrance to our apartment prevented our beloved comfy sectional sofa from moving in with us. So we had to wave it goodbye as it made its way back to the moving company yard, where we had to sell it off the lot within a week, or they'd start charging us storage fees. So we've actually been living without a sofa for almost two years now. That is a long time, my friend. Uh, We were planning to get another one, but didn't want to buy it to suit the apartment. We wanted to buy one for our next home. I guess the other thing about apartment life was the weird culture shock of paying exorbitant rent. It was double what we would have paid in our hometown, and more than what a lot of people can afford. It felt unstable, and towards the end, even though we gave a couple of months notice that we were moving out, and we'd already finished our year-long contract by that point, and we're going from month to month, Um, the owner asked us to pay an increased amount for the last three weeks. And in the last week, announced that we needed to pay an additional $198 for moving in on a Thursday, like a year ago, and out on a Friday. Just more money for money's sake. Anyway, back to the story of the house hunt. About a year ago, knowing that renting wasn't for us, we started looking for a house. And little did we know that we were entering one of the hottest housing markets New Zealand has ever had. 
It started with a southern migration of Aucklanders realising that they could live a better life in small town New Zealand. So by the time we got to this city, the market was full of people looking to buy a house. Any time we put an offer in, we were competing with 6 to 26 people, which was pretty tough. So, that's what we've been up against. In the meantime, COVID hit. Thankfully, New Zealand got off very lightly with a small population. And our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, took pretty swift action to close our borders and implement effective lockdown measures. I had selfishly hoped that COVID would weaken the housing market. However, as soon as people were allowed to trade houses again after lockdown and move around, it seemed to get hotter. So even though our borders are largely closed now, apart from trading goods, Kiwis have been allowed to return home under the condition that they quarantine in a special facility. And these people returning have been snapping up houses to live. So, yeah, the market has just got hotter. An interesting fact that you may not be aware of is that only New Zealand residents, Australians and Singaporeans can easily buy houses in New Zealand. Aside from these people, you'd have to jump through a lot of legal hoops. So, in November 2020, after quite a while house hunting, in one of our preferred suburbs, house prices went up $200,000 overnight. We got priced out of that area. And as always, we had to adapt. This whole time we had to adapt and do our best. So that's what I've been up to. And here's where the story gets a little spiritual. Then in December 2020, more than 380 days of house hunting by that point, actually led me to the moon. You know, it was such an emotional roller coaster type journey. And I was just feeling done with it all. 30 offers, including three in the preceding fortnight. Every Sunday spent on the road driving to open homes with our kids. It was a huge commitment of our time and energy. It was like having an extra part-time job. And we saw a lot of houses. Houses with cats, views, 100 steps leading up to them, laundry chutes, hidden rooms, leaking walls, asbestos ceilings. So many houses. (laughs) Then, taking inspiration from Betsy and Laura of Luscious Hustle, I took out my journal on the eve of the new moon and wrote, I'm done. I surrender my house hunt to you. Bring my house to me. Now, they recommend making this type of intention casting into a beautiful ritual. I didn't do that. In fact, I was snapping at the kids who kept coming into my bedroom to leave me alone for a few minutes so I could do this. My energy was cranky, definitive, done. The next day, on the new moon, I took the journal page to work and shredded it. A few hours later, while in a meeting, a real estate agent called me. She told me that I'd won a house. And not just any house, a beautiful new house. This speaking my truth to the universe out loud had worked. So here's how I see this partnership with the natural world and in this case the moon. We have cyclical thoughts, emotions and experiences in a world regulated by the moon. The moon moves through phases. At times it's fully illuminated 
affecting animals and fish who seem to be more stimulated by the increased light at night. At other times we can describe the moon as being in varying degrees of shadow. Now, in the world of personal growth, you'll hear the term shadow used a lot. It describes feelings of misalignment, times that you feel triggered, and the repetitive dark or limiting thoughts that occupy your mind for a while. So, observing nature, we can take relief from the fact that life is cyclical, and this is how we can live too. In the simplest sense, we can be reassured that situations and feelings that don't feel good are temporary. But humans have become overly invested in the notion of struggle, pushing through and working hard. Many of us, including me, have a nine to five. And our employer would prefer that we use every ounce of that time actively working. But as you and I know, this is hard and unrealistic. Creative, problem-solving moments rely on feeling fresh and focused. And feeling fresh and focused comes from living in alignment more often. So allowing yourself to rest when you need to. And enjoying life. So this world we live in makes us forget nature. But the moon is such a beautiful, reliable presence in our world that it makes sense to tune out of the hustle of the 9 to 5 a little more and notice the moments. Notice the moon phase of the moment. Notice how you're feeling, saying out loud what's on your mind and giving voice to your wishes. You know, a personal and professional growth journey is rich in learnings when you take the time to reflect. So I invite you to ask yourself, what if noticing the moon could recenter me? How different could my life be if I disconnected from man-made hours for a little bit and notice the current moon phase. If this feels aligning to you, try it. For several months leading up to this moment in the house hunting process, I'd been noting memorable moments in moon time. The moon times I'm most creative and most needing rest are becoming clear. This is so valuable. In times gone by whenever I felt tired, I pushed through. Or if I did rest as my body needed, I never connected this with nature. I never thought of myself as a cyclical being, one that has cycles of energy, creativity, personal growth and rest. Well, I'm almost finished my kapha. But before I go, I want to share that you need a practice of self-reflection in your life. Yes, you need to create moments of pause so that you can hear the words you're speaking over yourself, over your life. These words are so impactful. They are either lifting you up or the words you're speaking over your days are keeping you down, deflating your self-confidence and killing your dreams. I want to help you reflect, to notice what is being mirrored to you. If this is speaking to you like, yes, Catherine, I want to slow down, I invite you to journal with me. It's a ritual we can do together for clarity and focus. Each month I send customised journal sheets to my followers and we reflect together. In fact, sometimes I'll even share my journaled insights here on the podcast. You'll have a tool for clarity and peace. A way to express what you're not even conscious of until you take the time to pause. We note what inspires us, what feels limiting, synchronicities, 
changes in our lives and we use the moon as a reminder of our season in life and to reflect to us that no matter what is happening that we are whole. So make sure you sign up for this, it's free and it's the only email I send just once a month. Self-reflection is an essential tool for side hustlers. It's a way you can gain more clarity and feel fresh and focused every day. I want you to go to yourrefreshedmind.com, join anytime, and you'll be on the list to receive the next set of customised journal sheets for the coming month. Secondly, as a side hustler, and from my own experience as a website professional in my 9 to 5 hours, you need a website that feels aligned and works for you. It needs to speak to your customers' hearts. Also, hear this. The difference between a window shopper and a potential customer on your website is about five seconds. Just a few seconds, friend. This is not a lot of time to show them what's important. Your website is more important than your social media. You may feel more at ease using your social media, but trust me, You don't own those platforms. You don't own Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Pinterest or YouTube. They could change the way they work and you could lose your social tribes in a second. Truly, you actually have no control. So, keep your website at the heart of what you do. This is really important. Make it the source of truth for your brand and the most up-to-date place for information about your events, your services and products, and you. If you have a website for your side hustle and it doesn't feel quite right, go to yourrefreshedmind.com and request clarity. It's simple. Just click on Get Clarity and fill out the form. I help you refine your one-sentence business description. I help you focus on your audience in a way that speaks to your customers directly. You'll be able to take this clarity and infuse it into your website. If you're unsure how and need a hand, just keep in touch with me. We can work it out. So friend, I'm going to relax outside now on the sofa under the stars. Let's hang out again soon for more conversations about side hustle life. In the meantime, I'm leaving you with links and details in the show notes. Let's talk soon. Wishing you feel fresh and focused.